Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With the digital subscription, you get web exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondock. And I'm your other host, Janae Avery. And today in studio with us, we have a very special guest joining us. We have former state representative Mark Longetti. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh, enjoying this uh, time off. Uh, I did have hip replacement surgery a little bit more than a week ago, but I'm coming along well. Yeah. So, yeah, we're uh, glad to get you out of the house from your recovery here and during your brief break onto your next adventure that you have coming up. Um, but we're going to get into all of that after we take a brief break for a word from our sponsors. Ben Bizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. All right, so I guess just to start things off here, um, you know, we mentioned you're on a break here in between two positions. That's because you uh, are no longer state representative of the 7th Legislative District after 16 years. Correct. You have stepped down. So 
So, yeah, it's kind of an oddity in Pennsylvania because we all think of things as end of the year, you know, December 31st. Right. And in Pennsylvania, by our Constitution, the state legislature has a two-year term, uh, particularly in the House, and it ends on November 30th. Uh, so that was my last day. That was actually my day that I had my hip replaced. <laughs> so oh, that's wow. how I celebrated <laughs> the end of my 16 years in, yeah. in office. But the new member takes over as the member-elect on December 1st, and they're on the payroll. Hmm. And then they get sworn in on January 3rd, and the legislature will reconvene at that time. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit of an oddity, like I said, because we think of the end of the year as the end of it all, but it actually in Pennsylvania ends on November 30th. Yeah, mm. so... Hey, 16 years, you are not state rep as of right now when we were talking, so is it is it weird? Yeah, you know, it. it uh, I guess I was prepared for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this was my choice to finish at this time, and and so, you know, sure, life is different. Uh, we, we drove past the old office mm. on our way down here to the Herald, and I said to my mother, who was driving me at the time, that, uh, you know, let's wave at the old office. <laughs> uh, and she said, I'm sure it feels strange not going in there. But I, I was prepared for it. I was prepared to turn the page and, and head into the next chapter. So it's okay. Yeah. And after 16 years, you know, looking back, where did you get started? Like, where did your passion for politics mm. and just serving your community kind of start? So I, I really trace it all back, my interest, to a, uh, a middle school teacher, Mr. Hyde from Sharpsville, who taught history. And he, he brought it uh to life. You know, you read about the things in the textbooks, but he told us about the things that weren't in the textbooks. Mm -hmm. Some of the, you know, some of the uh, issues that different political figures had, and that made it interesting to me. And, and I wanted to read biographies, and I wanted to read more about American history, and it just sparked my desire to get involved in politics. So it, it, it all started at a young age. Yeah. And so, you know, just looking back on your time, is there any particular things that you know that maybe you accomplished that you're uh, that you're proud of? Yeah, you know, there's so many different segments of the job. Uh, I mean, there there are people that we helped on an individual basis that, you know, me and my staff together feel really good about. Yeah, it might have been somebody that uh, was having trouble staying in their home. Uh, the mortgage was behind, and we were able to work with Pennsylvania Housing Finance to 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 be able to keep them in their home. Uh, I remember one early on, a lady that was dealing with cancer and she was treating at one hospital and her insurance changed and she had to go to the other health system and they were telling her at the time that it would take a few months to get in and she really didn't have the luxury of that she had to continue to treat and it was a matter of making a phone call to the CEO of the hospital and getting her in right away uh, you know some of the resources that we brought back there were quite a number of projects uh, that I think we're proud of you know as we sit here in downtown Sharon it, you don't have to think too far from the Hope Center, the Hope Center for Arts and Technology, mm. we helped mm -hmm. with a grant there, or Moe's Walkway, or the landing space in the old Westinghouse building, and so many other projects like that that I think help the area. And then legislatively, um, you know, it's always hard to get legislative pa legislation passed, but one of the things that, you know, that uh, is a particular source of pride for me is that I have the bill that was the last override of a governor's veto, and people don't understand hmm. how extraordinarily difficult and unusual that is. That was in 2010, mm -hmm. uh, and it was what they call the Omnibus Education Bill. So it started out as a, a financial literacy bill that I had. It was, you know, s well supported, but it 
got amended all the different school code provisions uh, that usually happens during budget time. And there was a provision at the time that Governor Rendell had an issue with, and he vetoed it, and we were over to able to override that veto. Uh, the, the, the one that happened before that was 16 years before, and there hasn't been one since 2010, my bill. So wow. that's something that uh, is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, something significant to look back on there. Um, so, you know, of course you accomplished a lot, but is there anything that maybe you know that you weren't able to get to that you're kind of hoping that people who are still around able to get to, maybe the new people coming in? So I, I spent a lot of my efforts in the, um, in the education space. And right. So charter school reform, particularly on the funding side, is something that was elusive during my time and before my time. I'm hopeful that that can happen now because that means something to taxpayers. Uh, school districts are spending millions of dollars every year for kids that go to charter schools. And give you an example of it, talk to the, the business manager at Mercer Schools. Four percent of their children go to uh, cyber charter, but it's 15 percent of their budget. And so you can see that they're overpaying. And we all know that Internet-based education is really has a lower cost structure, and yet they're paying top dollar. And so I think there's a way to do that reform where you still have that option and it's meaningful, but taxpayers aren't being asked to overpay. Right. And so I'm hopeful that that'll get done. Yeah. And as you've been kind of transitioning into your new position, you have some time to sit at home and kind of reflect over the years. So just reflecting within the last few weeks or so, what has your time served taught you about yourself? Well, yeah, I, I think it's reinforced some things. So you know, as an example, you can't, in my, my, in my opinion, you can't do things on your own. We all like to try to do things on our own, uh, but it really takes partnerships and it's really about relationship building. And that takes time too. People, people don't always understand that. You know, there's some people out there that push for term limits and they don't understand that just like any other profession, you gain knowledge and skill and relationships over, over a period of time. Um, so, you know, I, I think it just reinforced those things about how it's about partnership, it's about relationship, it's about getting people on the same page to get things done. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just w with you, 16 years, you served as mm. a Democrat in an area that's mostly Republican. So, I mean, how did you kind of, you know, being a Democrat, working with a lot of Republicans, how did you kind of, you know, not let party affiliation get in the way of getting things done? Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's uh, partly a, an attitude of, First of all, my goal always was to serve everybody. Uh, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, an independent, a third party, whether you're not registered to vote. I wish everybody was registered to vote, but that mm -hmm. was never a qualifier for us in my office. Uh, you know, to, to know that you're in a position to try to help people regardless of what their political philosophies are. And, you know, there were times, obviously, that I had differences in philosophy from some of my fellow office holders in the area or some of my constituents. But most of my constituents were coming to me because they had a problem regarding state government that really wasn't so much wrapped up in politics itself. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was, like, what can we do to try to solve that problem for them and help them? And people respected that. And, and so that, that's part of relationship building now, too, right? You know, now that they know, look, Longetti, he, he's somebody I can go to that cares. It's going to try to help. He's going to be a fighter for me. And, and so now, you know, now 
I've built a bridge with that person too for mm-hmm. the future. Right. January 3rd, mm. uh, we're not getting ready yet. Uh, January right. 3rd, you were starting as the Director of Business and Community Development for the City of Hermitage. Mm. So just, yeah, talk to sure. us a little bit about what that's going to... Sure. Well, first of all, I'm excited about the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to really extend some of the work that I've been able to do as a state representative, which is being a part of, and again, partnership, you can't do it on your by yourself, being a part of trying to help rebuild the community uh, help make it more attractive uh, for folks that want to settle here, uh, you know, increase economic opportunities for people. And I've, I've so long admired the team that they have at the city of Hermitage. I think they have great leadership. Uh, Gary Hinkson is the city manager. Gary Gould is the assistant city manager. And you go down from there. They're really about, you know, trying to hire good people and allowing them and empowering them Uh, to do the work that they're responsible for. And so when that opportunity came along, you know, it was very attractive to me. And, and, you know, believe me, it's it's a little bit difficult because it is Hermitage-focused, and my focus has been broader than that. It's been Mm -hmm. on the Shenanga Valley and and, and the whole region. But one of the things I like about the folks in Hermitage, and I learned over the years, is that they are regionally focused. And so, yeah, they have a responsibility to do their work and, and do it for this, the folks of the city of Hermitage, but they see that you know if Sharon does well, that's important for Hermitage. Mm. If Farrell does well, that's important for Hermitage. If Sharpsall, et cetera. Uh, we're all in the same boat together, and, and we're all so close geographically. And even as you extend off across the border in Ohio, there's been a, a fair amount of cooperation across the borders, and Hermitage has been a part of that. You know, when they built that Economic Development and Workforce Training Center at Linden Point, they got a grant from the federal government, from the U.S. Department of Commerce, and the the Youngstown Chamber wrote a letter of support for that. And part of that was because Hermitage was supportive of things over across the border. Mm -hmm. And so I think they take a regional view, and that, that really fit well with my philosophy as well. Right. And stepping into this new role, you know, it's going to be the beginning of the new year and also just a new role in general for you. So is there certain goals that you have set for yourself going into this? Yeah, you know, I I probably haven't gotten quite that far. I mean, my initial goal is to learn. Um, So, you know, I I want to have a a firm understanding of, you know, how the city operates, uh, what the expectations are for me. And then also to interface with businesses and organizations uh, across the city and even beyond the city, like, like the Shenango Valley Chamber of Commerce, Penn Northwest, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I tend to take that approach when I, when I started a new job is to, to not walk on and think that I know how everything needs to be done, but instead to be a learner and get a and get a firm grasp and then and then start to you know leverage the lo- the relationships and the knowledge that I do have to hopefully you know do a good job mm-hmm. that's what I want to do is produce results so I saw you a couple weeks ago and we actually found out about this new position that you're going to be starting and um you know one of the things we joked about is that um how you're going to enjoy not having to drive out to Harrisburg all the time <laughs> and how you're going to be able to kind of you know roll out of bed and show up to work in a couple minutes basically um, so, and what, you grew up in Hermitage too, right? Well, you're actually, kind of I grew up in Sharpsville. Sharpsville? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you know, from the area and everything, you're familiar with Hermitage. Um, a lot of businesses in Hermitage. Um, obviously, you made a lot of connections in the area. 
So just how do you feel like, you know, you're going to use all of those things that you've gathered in your life to kind of be successful in mm. this position? Yeah, I mean, I certainly have a passion for this community. Um, you're right. I'm, I'm a life, basically a lifelong resident. I grew up here. Uh, you know, I did spend three years more or less in Massachusetts when I was in law school at Boston mm. College. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I, I've lived here all my life. And when I got out of law school, you know, that was a real decision point for me because there were opportunities in other parts of the country. And I made a conscious decision at the time. I wanted to come back. I didn't want to be another person, particularly a young person that left this community. And I wanted to have hopefully an opportunity to help rebuild and help, you know, make it a better, better, stronger place to live. And so, you know, now I, I think as a state representative for 16 years, that's been an opportunity to hopefully leave a mark there. Now this is another opportunity. Um, and so it starts with that passion. It starts with that desire. Uh, and when I look around the community, there's a lot of other people that share that passion. Some of them are doing it uh, for, you know, with a paycheck attached to it, like, like I will be doing, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> so many others are doing it on a volunteer basis, which they have my utmost respect for yeah. uh, because they contribute so much back. But it starts with that passion, yeah. And so I guess just as we uh, approach the end of this episode here, um, is there anything else that, you know, you kind of want to touch on before we wrap things up? It could be the new position, state rep, you know, you have the floor. It's it just I'm, I'm excited because I, I see things, you know, like when I look at Hermitage, for example, uh, and you've covered it in Herald, you know, they're building they're going to build a new deck hockey facility. So they're they're mm. very responsive. People come to them. They had a credible group of folks that came and said, you know, we're really interested in this. Yeah. And the city took that, took it seriously. Uh, with the, the Shenanga Valley Mall property, I'm excited there. You know, they listened to their folks. They did their comprehensive plan. The number one thing that people identified is that we should have a town center, a gathering mm. place uh, that has stores and restaurants and recreational space. And they did that. Yeah, that's going to be a you big know, deal around here. You know, th that's going to happen. Uh, and I see the same thing like at Buell Park. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Roskus and the leadership there, they've, they've added so many things because people expressed an interest. And, and beyond that, people, you know, they didn't just express an interest. They said, like, we'll be a part of it. Hmm. And, and some place like Beale Park said, okay, we can do that. Yeah, uh, We can make that happen. And that's, that's a big part of rebuilding building this community. It's the amenities that people have that enjoy living here. Mm -hmm. right. Speaking of enjoying living here, other than, you know, being a, a former state representative and now working with the Hermitage locals, what are you looking forward to just in this kind of, you know, next part of your chapter? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's going to be nice to be grounded here. You know, and Tanner mentioned it, the, the drive back and forth to, Her, uh, to Harrisburg. Uh, you know, Sunday nights, it, it just like it was like, Sundays were always a crazy day. It was like, go to church. OK, you got to do these things. And then it's like, I got to get on the road. And <laughs> it was just, I, I'd keep watching the clock. <laughs> it's getting later and later. <laughs> I got to get on the road. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll be nice just to be grounded here and not have to make that trip. Uh, and, and I think it'll, it'll allow me, too, to be even a, a more of a part of the community because I'm not away so much. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and even, you know, I remember, it's funny the things that you do remember. I remember 
when I started this work, uh, somebody was having a gathering at their house. It was somebody that my wife knew and we're over there and it's Sunday and everybody's having a nice time and I'm sitting there saying, okay, I got to get on the road. Mm. I got to leave. And now I don't have to do that. <laughs> I can, say, <laughs> I can stay and enjoy the rest of the gathering. Yeah. So. Oh, well, that's nice. good. Yeah, well, hey, I want to thank you for coming on sure. and talking to us here. My pleasure. So, yeah, enjoy the rest of your time off here before the third. Hope your recovery continues to go well, of course. Thank you. So just to check one last time before we wrap things up, got anything else you'd like to add? No, just I, I want to thank uh, you for this opportunity, and I think the podcast adds something uh, to, to your print media as well. So oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, we enjoy doing it. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I want to thank you again, Mark, for coming on. And I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, you know where to find us. We are here every Saturday. We are at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all the other ones too. Um, and then also the New Generation Sports Report that myself and our sports editor, Dan Heiner, do every Wednesday. And you can find that show all in the same places you can find this show. So thanks again, Mark, and thank you all for listening.